0: John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Welcome to the podcast. It's uh, you up. It's Monday. How are you guys doing? I am in a great freaking mood today, and it's um, only compounded by the fact that I am Currently looking at my best friend on Zoom who's joining us from Manhattan in my old apartment where we used to live together, but now she kind of lives there. Yeah. But yeah, it's on your marina, everyone.
1: Hey babe. I was just going through a bunch of shit here and I found the very first thing you ever gave me. Can oh, you I guess think, what I did? I know what this is. Well,
0: there it, it, there's know. so she's walking into the kitchen. Let's let's see what it is. It's on the refrigerator.
1: It was, and I just moved it, and okay. here it is. You know what yeah. it is. Yeah.
0: It's a postcard, right? Yeah. Yes. It's a fucking sexy-ass postcard of Ethan Hawke. He's probably like <laughs> 28 there. And Can on the back, I said, Anya, welcome to the neighborhood. See you around, XO, Ethan
1: Hawke. Well, that signature that I made I of Ethan's looks pretty legit. <laughs> it <was> legit. <laughs> I think I got this in, for a split... 10 seconds really thought like, how the fuck did he get my address?
0: It, like he would be sending people postcards <laughs> yeah. of his own face. Um, Wait, explain why I sent that to you.
1: Well, the day that we met our broker and we're looking for apartments, the very first apartment stop was in Chelsea and Ethan Hawke was sitting on the corner of a stoop like two blocks from our Uh, soon-to-be apartment. And uh, we both were like, it's an open. And he kind of like vibed us a little. He like gave us the eyebrow like, hey, what's up?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think he just like nodded and said, hey. Yeah, (laughs) we definitely made some eye contact. I always get so excited when I make eye contact with celebrities because – or like anyone in – whatever. Celebrities. I'll I'll just – I'll keep saying celebrities. Who cares? Yeah, like with someone – because I go, they wasted a second of their life taking me in. Like when they are, taking. do you know what I mean? Not taking me in, but like, even (laughs) like the smallest thing is like, that's someone's life. Like every second of your life is as valuable as every other second. So like, does that make any sense? Or is that too, like I'm
1: on mushrooms type thing and which I'm not. Oh, totally. One time, one of the Rolling Stones uh, accidentally punched me in the face. And I think about that all the time. What? I can't remember which one it was. They're all okay, really okay. So it wasn't nice. Keith. It wasn't Mick. No, it was it was Ron Wood. Oh wow! Yeah, and he was leaning in to hug me. I was working at a radio station, and we had the Stones <sighs> in. Oh my god! we were like sponsoring their big show. It was on their reunion tour, and he was yeah. like, "Hey, man, nice to meet." And he like punched me in the face. <laughs> yes, I mean just like a light graze, but I thought sure. about that like he must have loved me,
0: yeah, like is- <laughs> You well, I kinda do the thing, especially when there's like some kind of like hand connection. Like I've shook someone's hand or given them a high five or like fist pounded them like a celebr I'll like see their hand on TV and I'm like, I touched that hand. Like I get really like I don't know so you can
1: always have that, you know? Yeah, you know like the, the, the ham caressed the small of your back. Did once. he? Yeah, I mean, when I took pictures of you guys and you guys met somewhere, I forget really?
0: where. No, it was at, at midnight. Um, oh, yeah. They were doing At Midnight, which is Comedy Central show. You had his hand on your back. Oh, my God. I, and I haven't washed my back since. And that's <laughs> not because Johnny <laughs> had touched it. It's just because I don't really fully wash my whole body. I was trying to think of a joke during COVID, which I thought was, there, there was something to it. Of you know when, like, you meet a celebrity and you're like, I'll never wash my hand again. Like yes. He, that you now's not the time to be doing that. Like you I don't I hope I don't meet a celebrity because you have to wash your hands. Like there's some hand washing joke there. Yeah. And it is ironic because my dad I did Conan right before lockdown. Like I think I did Conan like March 11th or something. And um, my parents were out in LA for it. And uh, my dad kind of st- Oh, they they came out and I did David Spade show. Um, lights out, and I did Conan. Conan was the day before David Spade, but that was the week that every day was getting like scarier and scarier. You know the, the you know, guys, know. You, you know the week, you guys. <laughs> uh, we we recently went through a, a revamp of that week last week. You know of like every day things are shutting down again. Um, but my dad was saying that on he was like it's a, it was so weird on Tuesday Nikki did Conan and I and I shook Conan's hand and by uh, Wednesday, I was I fist pounded David Spade, and then Thursday night I saw Jeff Ross, the comic seller. I elbowed him. The next night, like oh. it, it just like kept the the interactions with him and like celebrities kept getting less and less. My mom was scared she gave Conan COVID, which she oh kept to herself God. because they did hug because it was Tuesday. It was like before. It was probably the last hug either of them gave anyone. But
1: she didn't have COVID. But she,
0: there was something about, and I go, you were with me the whole week. Were you scared you gave me COVID? Like, why Conan? But she didn't admit it until like, you know, two weeks after. Because she was just, you know, white knuckling it. Like, if Conan gets sick, it could have been me. And she didn't tell any of us. And then finally two weeks later, she's like, I guess I didn't get Conan sick. And we were like, what? What are you talking about? And she's like, I've just been worried. It's like tell oh my voice god. these things. So my mom just like thought she could have killed Conan.
1: Um every time you say Conan I think you're going to say covid. We should just change covid to Conan.
0: No. Don't I don't want to besmirch his okay. name. It's so <laughs> right. important to me. I know. It, I want um Conan is so important to me. I was just going through pictures on my phone and um oh my god. I I really hope I get to show it someday, but when I was out in LA, right before this all went down, I was, while it was going down the same week, I had a documentary crew guy filming me. Oh yeah. And he got the moment backstage. It was like, so freaking touching, um, where Conan came into the green room after my performance or, you know, after my whatever performance interview. And, um, and it was like, Me, Marion. My dad was holding Marion. My mom, my uh, assistant, my public. It was just a packed room, and Conan came in, and was like, you know, saying the nicest things about me. But on the way out, he was like, "Hey, I really, I really care about your daughter, and I, I really, I, I I worry about. I not worry about her, but he was like, I really." I really want the best for her. And I really, I really care for her. It was just like, and I, I blacked it out, dude. And I even blacked it out watching because my, the guy that shot this put together like a little sizzle reel. And so that's why I even know that that moment happened because I watched it back, but it was like, I hope I get to use it in something someday. Like I'm grateful for all the footage I got that week, but that truly, was like, oh my God, Conan, like cares about me. And it was it was in front of everyone. So it was a little bit awkward that like Conan worries about me and that there's just some moments where you're like, oh my God, I'm like a basket case because if Conan who barely knows me is like worried about my <laughs>
1: mental state,
0: there's something wrong.
1: Um I remember too. And uh, I don't know if you've talked about this at all. So f- feel free to give me the timeout sign if you don't like what I'm about to say, but your assistant made a very sweet uh, birthday video compilation for you, which I know is private and no one's seen, but I got to see it. Oh my God. Yeah. She did. I have so much to say about that. Yeah. And he said the nicest stuff. I haven't, I
0: I could only watch that once I have. And I think I blacked out what he said too during that.
1: You could just really tell that he deeply, he really cares about your well-being and your I welfare. Know. It's fucking crazy, dude. It's so nice.
0: I am r- like really, really blessed. And like the fact that people like that, people like you care about me and people that are listening and who have written me when I was going through a depression, I was sharing that with people. It's just meant so much to me that people care about me because um, I have that, I care about other people that way. So I know what, that means. And I know that the people I care about and the way that I feel from you guys, it, 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 I love those people and I value them and they have value. And so days where I feel valueless and like no one cares and no one should care, I, I tend to trust you and know that I'm worth something based on just you liking me. So that's it, it was really sweet. I um, Yeah, that birthday video was really hard for me because... I don't like Grace Ann, my, my amazing assistant who is like, I don't thank enough because I just, I think I'll just like burst into tears. And, uh, I know she's listening. So just know that I like, I can't imagine what I would do without you during this time. Um, but she, uh, she put together a birthday video for me on my birthday and asked all these people to just send in a video saying happy birthday and just saying a nice thing. And then it got, she sent it to me First thing in the morning on my birthday, and I freaked out at first because also my producer Noah knows this about me too that I don't don't really like surprises where celebrities are asked to say things to me. Because Noah did a similar thing for me on my birthday two years ago, I think, where she asked Seth Rogen and I think Glenn Howerton from Always Sunny. Uh, and they did which one is he? He's um, Dennis.
1: Okay. That's
0: wild. Yeah. I loved, and I love him. He's a friend of mine now, but in, and then we were like kind of friends and Seth Rogen, I didn't really know. I just felt it. It wasn't like I was mad at Noah or mad at Grace Ann about reaching out to celebrities. I just like, we were just saying, you know, when a celebrity locks eyes with me, like that's all I want from them is like a second of their life. I don't want a minute of their life. And even though they're happy to do it because they can say no, if they don't want to do it. Right. Of course. No one put a gun to their head. I mean, I know Grace Ann has an arsenal at my apartment that she's living (laughs) at, but she, she, there was no, they wanted to do it, you know? And so I just, I freaked out at first when I got the video. I was like a little bit, like, I almost was crying because I just am very uncomfortable for people doing things for me. It's just, it's hard for me to accept that someone does something without me giving anything to them. And so I was just like, this is so embarrassing. These people felt like they had to, I've wasted their day. Like, and then she wrote back, cause I kind of told her that I was like, thank you so much. But like, the, just know that this is like very triggering for me. Mm-hmm. And she wrote back like, everyone was excited to do it. Like everyone wrote back that they thought it was, no one did this because they had to is essentially what, what I came to conclude. And although I haven't watched it again, I will watch it in future years and it will always be like such a gift to me. Um, as,
1: as one of your closest friends, I will say that my initial feeling was like, Oh, thank God there's someone considerate on the case. Cause I'm a terrible gift giver. Like I'm, I'm it's no, not no true forward. at all. I don't think it's I'm not- a great. I have to try really hard. My idea of a great gift is I'll take you to dinner.
0: Great, that's what I want. I, but, I love. But I, I was love like, I, I think you also I'd got me a really cake. expensive earring that I have been <laughs> obsessed what? with for so <laughs> long. Yeah, I'm you so got me one earring. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, it's a friendship yeah. earring. It's a little uh, paperclip, and it's like. Uh, Gold. It's real yeah. gold, and it's like yeah. it's so cute, and uh, it's it just I loved. I
1: every gift you give me is amazing.
0: I you had that reaction of like, damn, I wish I would have thought of this. Good job that Graceanne did it. I'm
1: glad that she's on it and thinks of it because I would never yeah. make any. Like I helped a little by email. I was like, I know this person would love to be part yeah. of them, and everybody was so excited to do it. But I get that feeling that you're having because my thought also is like. Ugh, I don't want to ma- like put someone out. Yes.
0: And I don't want someone to think that I asked for this, which no one thought that. No, no one thought that. No Who would think ask, that I would ask surprise. my assistant to drum up <laughs> yeah. to make a fake surprise? No, And I would cool. never think that of someone. So that's an absurd thought. Um, but my ex-boyfriend, Chris, also had the same sentiment of like, as soon as he was like, Gracie and reached out to him, he was like, God damn it. Why didn't I think of that? That's yes. such a good idea. And since, since this, I've been asked to participate in other people's birthday videos. So I know what it's like to be on the receiving end. And it's like fucking annoying.
1: I dude. I have a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> like when I used to no, always it's say, so, it's so fun. Like it is like asking, okay. I think the core issue here that I relate to so much and I have to work on too. Core-ish. Core-ish accepting love it is very easy for me to give love it's harder to accept it my like a very important person in my life told me once you're not allowed to do this tit for tat thing anymore and she gave me homework with my band she was like stop paying for all your band practice lunches because I was I felt so guilty for my band like practicing with me. And she's like, they want to practice with you. They like being in a band with you. But I kept feeling like they don't really want to be in my band. And so I would do these things where I would pay for lunches. that I couldn't really afford, but also it was my way of controlling the
0: Mm -hmm. friendship
1: and controlling. And so it's like, you don't ever, I don't owe you anything. Like we're all paid up. We're even Steven. Oh boy. So then now it's like, oh no, it's like when someone asked me to drive them to the airport. I would be thrilled. I'm like, this means we're really friends. They can count on me. I love driving them. But if they gave me money in re- return, I'd feel weirdly, If I'd be like, no, this is a mm. gift. Or, you yes. Know, or if they would be too scared to ask, I would be. I, I would. love to drive a good friend to the airport. This is somewhere where the airport's within 20 minutes. <laughs>
0: right. Well, I mean, I, I can't relate anymore. I, I, I try to pay for every single meal with... I don't think I've ever not tried to pay for a meal since I've been able to afford, you know, elaborate meals with lots of people. And it's, and it isn't always about treating and being like, we're celebrating. It's about, first of all, I make more money than a lot of people that I'm dining with sometimes. And when that's the case, it's it, I'm paying for my friends to go to a dinner they wouldn't normally be able to afford, which when I was broke and i and people invited me to dinners and I'm like, fuck, that menu is so expensive. And I resented them so much for taking me to a place I couldn't afford. So I always foot the bill for that reason. But there's also that thing that you just said, which is if I'm paying, they can't have a problem with me. They don't have a right to, to um, be mad at me ever. I oh. always have this thing over them, which I don't even do consciously, You know, obviously. But then it also becomes a thing of, when i when they when they are let's say they get some money fall into some money or don't need me to take them to dinner don't need me to drive them to the airport then i feel useless and i feel like i'm going to be tossed out and i have to find some other way to have value in their lives other than just being a good friend and um and i really got to look at that i got to look at be, feeling lovable not because i'm giving something material or yeah or or even my time like even listening like just I I don't know I learned a lot watching Amy Schumer's new documentary which we both were talking about it's so good
1: it's so good I watched it like thank you for recommending it it was the one thing I've watched recently that I just couldn't wait to get back to I watched two back to back and stayed up till like three in the morning it's she's so vulnerable
0: I mean I'm talking to the girls out there you need this documentary you need it. If you're caught in your head about how people perceive you or how to always look perfect or to be the perfect wife, the perfect mother, you need this. And I'm not even a wife or mother and I fucking needed it because talk about accepting love. Like, I don't know. I just, I I feel like watching it, I'm like watching her relationship with her husband especially as she's, like, a female comic who's very outspoken on stage about her relationships and dealing with that and being with someone who will accept that, it just seemed like she, like, I don't know. I just, I, I saw uh, myself in it, which I think anyone can see themselves, but I was just, I actually did see myself in it. I'm actually in it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw you, too, <laughs> at the wedding. Yeah, Talking at the wedding.
0: The um, And, but I just... I just was like, oh my God, maybe there's a Chris out there for me. Like I really, I, I, I didn't know their relationship in that way. And it was just like, oh my God, that's not what I expected it to be. That's not what I would have expected for her being her close friend or for myself being my own part. Like there, there's someone out there that I might not even expect. And I feel like I know everything and I know what I want and I know that no one's going to satisfy it, but like, I don't fucking know.
1: It was wild to see. I related to something and I don't know which part it's in, but there's a scene where he has some trouble with her talking about his uh, autism mm. and it becomes like a thing and she's frustrated and, they're, and they have this great talk. And at one point she's like, "I'm my relationship with you trumps that. Like, If you have a problem with this, it's out of the act. Yes. Like, it doesn't matter. And I was like, wow, it's like she's it's so black and white where her priorities are. And for someone that at that stature, you might not think that that would be their priority. You'd think like, Oh, well stand up is their life, you know, but it's not. And that's what was so cool to see. I
0: thought, yeah, that was really good. That was such a cool statement for her to make. And I really do believe she feels that way. And I don't know that she's always felt that way. I think that it's, I've even kind of been like, if you can't put up with it, then I'm not. But, yeah. If anyone's, if any, anyone you love is getting hurt in your act, you gotta, you gotta pull back. And listen, there's a lot i pull. There's so much that I would like. To, someone even wrote me recently that said, if your parents heard your podcast, they would be really upset. And you're saying things about them that as a parent would not, you know, that they wouldn't like to be said. So that was nice to hear. I think he was wrong because I do try <laughs> to put that through. To, through a, I put everything through a filter of like, Would they be okay if they heard this? I don't want them to hear it, but like, would we survive it? Yes. But listen, it was not, it was a nice reminder that I got to be a little bit uh, better about that. But let me just tell you. They've heard a lot. Bitch, my mom has been. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Anya Marina is here with me. I really suggest you guys listen to Anya's one of my favorite new songs with the song of the summer for me. Uh, I can't stop listening to it. It's so wild that you're my friend and it's like the song that I would be listening to anyway, broken bottles. It's such, it's such a banger. It's so good. Broken bottles, add it to any Spotify, your Spotify list, any playlist, uh, add it, save it, do whatever, share it. I know you guys will love it. Broken bottles. She also has a new single coming out. Is it this Friday?
1: Yeah, this Friday, me and my phone.
0: Me it's, and my phone, which I got to hear a, a, a cut-up. I mean, I think I heard the the song, and it's yes. so
1: good. Again, I think you've heard an earlier version, but yes, the the final mix is going to be out on Friday. I'm so excited! It's the fourth single from my full length "Queen of the Night," which is coming you're putting out. out-, out- like,
0: and then again, the last word is legitimately on my top 10 list of favorite songs, right next to like Beatles shit, you know, it's called the last word and it's out, um, it's one of her new songs as well. So, um, yeah, you're just putting out, you're cranking out such good stuff. How, um, Thanks, how girl. you just got your hair done. It looks <sighs> amazing. You, you went to New York city cause you're living upstate Yep. right now. And you went back to your apartment in New York just to check things out.
1: Yeah, just and, kind of to get a little little alone time, mm-hmm. check out the place, work a little bit cuz, you know, it's been a, it's been 4 months since I I've had extended alone time. I have a question. Before we yep. get to the
0: hair. <laughs> yes. When you were watching the the documentary Expecting Amy, I believe it's called. It's on HBO Max is where I watched it. I really yes. recommend it to everyone. Um, when you were watching their relationship and like how hard marriage can be, like was did you watch it with your boyfriend? And- no, just alone. Oh, did you feel any like? F- did you relate to any of that relationship wise? Like,
1: yeah, like I remember the first few shows that I did um, with you actually. Like, was that was like one of the first? No, I'm not with you. Like when I was. F- Taping my live album at Rockwood in New York City, and that album's going to come out (laughs) later this year. Quick plug. But I remember Matt came to a show, and it was the first time he had seen a full show. And I was really nervous about some of the stories that I tell, which are just about like dating life, previous dating life. And yeah, if
0: you haven't seen Anya perform, she does like a mixture of stand up storytelling and then. Um, and then obviously her songs are like super personal and about like a lot of them are about boys. So you'll like, yeah, preemptively kind of tell the situation that led to you writing the song, which I fucking
1: love. That's all. That's what and I want. You've from helped me so much with so many of those stories. Thank you. Yeah. Because I'm
0: always just, I'm like, no, we want to know, like, I just want to, with like Taylor Swift, I want to be friends with her just so I can be like this song. What, what <laughs> was the, when did you write it? What, like, what was the first lyric that came to mind? Who made you think like, I want all the details. So, so you, you did that. You were kind of sharing a little bit about maybe other men or maybe about him.
1: Well, a lot about him and a lot about, and you know, when you're telling a joke, it's like, you just want it to be funny. Of course yeah, you want you it don't. to be truthful, mm-hmm. but it's not about like a fact finding. It's not like a, it's not a total tr- true thing. And that would, I mean, you definitely amplify stuff. So. I just all of a sudden was seeing things through this lens of like, how is I don't want to hurt him or make him look bad, and you know it was easy to make, not worry about that stuff before he was in my life. Yeah, in the way he is, it's one of the best things about being single. It is so. Yeah, that I related a lot to that, and just like making the relationship a priority is such a game changer. And this idea that it has to ruin your career is a, a myth. I think. I think there are ways of telling stories where. I can still have a great relationship and have a funny story, you know, or like have an effective story that's true and make the song interesting and relatable. And, but it was tricky. And, and I remember being like, this is not easy. (laughs) You know, it's like, I'm, can I just tell the story where I make you sound like a dick? It's like, no, it doesn't really work.
0: Yeah. And guess what? Sometimes the better joke is the meaner joke and yeah. the one that will risk everything. And you just have to prioritize things and you have to like, there've been so many times, not just with relationships, but just by virtue of being on something where you can't cuss or you can't talk about sexual, like I've had to be less funny um, and find weasel my way around subjects because of limitations. And it's like, I can't just be like, but I'm an artist, I get to say whatever I want. Like, no, there's repercussions. Yeah. Um, it's so funny, because even like last night, I was, uh, I was covering this new Zac Efron show. I saw um, that. Yes, uh, down to earth with Zach Efron on Netflix. If you if you want to go watch my commentary on this show, everyone's been loving it. I, I I hate to sound like Trump right now, but people are people love it. Um, it's, it's a hit. Um, I've I haven't gotten a response from something like this in a really long time, but it's people are excited about my commentary. I just last night was like feeling alone. I love Zach Efron. I haven't felt like very sexual recently and he's always someone that can just kind of yeah. just get me
1: juiced up a little bit. I, know I wrote you about it. I was like, have you watched this yet? And you're like, no, I'm saving it. You
0: were the one. Yes. And so I <laughs> yeah. did it.
1: And the show,
0: okay, but here's what I was gonna say is that I'm I'm I was having to mitigate things because I, Zac Efron is single, and I'm also in Hollywood too, and it's not out of the question that I could meet him someday, and that he could potentially be interested in me. I, I know that is a wild, wild dream, but it's not out of the question. And I didn't want to ruin it last night by saying something mean or like catty. Oh, I and get so, it. I'm not even joking you. I had so many more funny things to say, but I didn't say them because I was worried that it might affect our future
1: relationship. Hey, <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. That's smart, dude. I regret a lot of things I've said about Matt in the past. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I could take them back, and I'm grateful that he doesn't listen to old things I've recorded.
0: <laughs> Zach Efron is my favorite. He, I mean, he's he, he for a couple of years I had forgot how. If about you're listening how, now, <laughs> he's not. But for a couple of years I forgot how what he did for me in terms of like just I've never I, like I said last night in the thing he like. I needed to be reminded I'm straight because I've not that I've been feeling gay recently, but I've just been feeling like no one's turning me on. Like, I just don't feel like a woman. And boy, he made me feel like it again. And then I got literally dozens of messages from lesbians saying, yeah, I'm, he actually gets me juiced up too. It doesn't mean anything. Like oh, you could gosh. still be gay. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's the one guy who gay women are like, yeah, I'd be straight for him too. Like it does. <laughs> you, that doesn't mean you're not gay, Nikki. Um, so that was nice to learn. Uh, I'm going to be speed gonna dating gonna request, on Tuesday.
1: I was going to request on that note for your next speed dating. I would love to see you do some girl dates. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm going to, um, or, you know, whatever gender non-binary I'll do whatever. I'm open to anything. Um, I'm going to, yeah, I put that in my request. I'm having my assistant, shout out again to Grace Ann. She's like fielding all of these emails of people submitting to go on a date with me. And um, I don't know, I I just am like, I don't know if I'm inspired by Amy's documentary. I mean, I was doing the speed dating before I saw it. But like, I just want to put myself out there in a way that is extremely uncomfortable and that I don't want to do. Because, and I said it the other night before I speed dated because I wanted to cancel so bad. Like I want to cancel with every date, but I'd already like told people I was doing it and people were expecting it. So I was like, fuck, I can't cancel. But like... I hate dating nothing about this. Isn't truly like dancing with the stars again for me where it's like, I can't not do it because it's a, it's entertaining and it's like a part of my job and, but I, man, I don't want to do it. I don't like it. It's not, it's, it's much more comfortable for me to just have people to like interview strangers. That would be so easy, but I'm doing part? it because it's hard.
1: What is the hardest
0: part? It's feeling like these guys actually like even entertaining the idea that these guys actually like, actually like me and that they're not doing it because they want to be on my Instagram live or because they just want to talk to a, someone they think is a celebrity or because they, they saw me on the roast and I looked like a 10 that night. And like, really I'm like a four, like, I
1: don't want. Oh, So you worry that they like you only because you're famous or you worry worried that they actually might like you.
0: Well, I'm worried that they, they, they like me and that they don't know me. And that, um, that I don't know. I'm worried. I just get, I like that there it's a zoom between like, it's, it's, they can't touch me or they can't like, I'm scared of like intimacy and eye contact and all that stuff. Or just someone being like, you're pretty or whatever they might say, like any kind of that thing is like just grosses me out because I just feel like they're just saying it to be nice or, but I'm putting myself in a position to like, we were just saying accept it and like trust that maybe I don't know what's going on in someone else's head. And I can't, I'm not the one to tell them that they don't really like me.
1: When's the last time you felt a spark that was genuine in Um, real life or on Instagram or whatever? I, um then that's a really good question person, but has it happened in the last couple of years? Like what do you mean by a spark like oh my like i mean like where you stop thinking what should i ask him next or you know where you're kind of feeling vulnerable maybe or like excited about somebody? Oh my god i mean the date i went on in january which the the last
0: date i went on um with the, that guy that i already like really really liked you know and um and so what? I forgot. Chris Stefano. Oh yes, of course. Yeah. I mean I yeah. talk about reminding me I'm straight. Like that <laughs> that dude's face pops up on my Instagram and I'm like and, and I'm tired of talking about it because it's it's not gonna happen and I've it's not like I'm like he will never happen and I'm so sad. Like I don't nice. think about him like literally ever. No offense, Chris, if you're listening to this. But um, but that was the last time that I was like Oh my God, I feel like a a lady. I am like very sexually charged up. Um, I... I want to spend more time with this person. I'd rather spend time with this person than be by myself, which that's the, that's the kicker. I always, whenever I'm on a date with a guy, I'm like, Oh, I can't wait till this is over so I can go home and eat. Um, (laughs) but that's not how I felt with, I was like, Oh, I could do this more. And that's not because he was like the one and it's him or no one. And I'm just like, I'm heart sick for like, it's not that that was just, yeah, that was the last time there was like a spark. And then there's been another guy too that, um, that came to one of my shows like almost two years ago and when i met him at the meet and greet i was like whoa i talked about oh, him really? before yeah is he he- in the
1: industry i didn't
0: know at the time but yes he is but i didn't know when i met him he was just like this guy that came by himself to the show and he was like really nice and like quiet and like i kind of just felt like an awkwardness of like is there a vibe here because i don't ever feel that at meet and greets ever, oh, wow. ever 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 and then he like slid into my dms Uh, we started talking, he's like a filmmaker and then he ended up having a thing come out that I watched and like, was so just like interest, like just, uh, I I immediately was attracted to him based on, um, the work he put out, which was, I felt like very him. Like, I don't think I was like watching someone be someone they're not like a stage version of someone. I was like, Oh, I feel like I know this person would like to get to know them more. So that was interesting. And then I had a crush. I think I had a crush, like in the in the beginning of this year, on someone else that that felt good. But it since then, no, nothing. So,
1: well, that's good to know. So it's possible for you to still have yeah. a spark with somebody. They don't even. I mean, that other guy, the filmmaker guy, even though he's not a total civilian, he's also not somebody who you were like fangirling on. No, beforehand. there's
0: no. No one would know his name. No offense to him if he hears this. I do think he listens right. to the podcast. Um, but. I was just so artistically turned on by him. And that's what gets me a lot is like when someone is like, I listen a lot to like, Oh my God, I'll tell you this. And I haven't talked about this on the podcast. So I've been listening to this like podcast about, um, Oh God, it's so bad. I told, I told my listeners, you guys know it. It's called, um, uh, what is it? Hunting warhead. I got my mom into it because she likes fucked up shit too, but I wouldn't recommend it to you, Anya. It's about, it? it's about it's um, about child sex abuse and, so, and it's heavy. It's like serial, like, you know, that yeah. show. It's like that, but like, and I only got into it because I follow a, s- a subreddit about podcasts and everyone recommends the best podcast. And that one just kept getting recommended as like fucking hard to hear and hard to watch, but like worth it because it's just, and I learned a lot so much so that I was like, I, I, I've been, so I finished it like two weeks ago, I think. And I've just been sitting on all this information about pedophiles that is, I want to just scream to every parent, you know, like, cause I think parents kind of go, nah, no no na, 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 na ba, right. like, like they plug their ears cause they don't want to, they don't want to know because that's the worst thing to think about when you have a kid. Of course I can listen to it. I don't have kids, but I haven't mentioned it to my sister. I haven't mis- mentioned it to my brother-in-law, even though they have young kids, but, but like, I want every parent to know. Instagram what?
1: Keep your children off Instagram.
0: I would keep your children away from any man. uh, And maybe, and I'm going to get some DMS about this. Uh, If I were a parent based on what I found out from hunting warhead is that I think the statistic is about 4%, maybe more of men are pedophiles. Now that doesn't mean they act on it, but it means they have pedophilic, they, they, they are attracted, they're sexually attracted to children. These aren't men that chose to be born this way. I am not villainizing them, especially the ones that, I mean, the ones that act on it, yeah, fuck you. But there are men out there suffering who are attracted to children and they didn't ask for it. And it, it's, it's honestly pretty fucking tragic. And I, um, But 4%, dude, that's a lot more than anyone thinks and these sex abuse images, we do not call them child pornography because that puts, that puts it in the perspective of the abuser. So we all need to change our, the way we talk about it. But these, my mom just listened to it. And she just wrote me today. She was like, I need to talk to you about it. And I'm like, let's talk. So today we talk. She goes, there's millions of people on these forums, millions and millions. And I'm like, mom, 4% of men... And um, so here's what I would say to any parent. And I told my sister this yesterday because she came over with the kids. I was like, dude, I wouldn't trust any man alone with my child. And, and I know that's sad. But any man that you don't know very, very well. I'm talking, you know, you grew up with them. You've spent – because these guys are sneaky as shit. And they can produce child sex abuse images in – as quick as it as quick as it is for you to go up to a celebrity and be like, can we get a selfie click? Like that's how like this one woman walked out of the room for 20 seconds, had no idea until years later when this guy was later caught that within those 20 seconds, he was able to capture some moments and she was just going to grab something from the laundry room and he was able to assault a child. And I know this is fucking terrible and you can 30 seconds it forward. We'll, we'll change the subject, but, I would listen to that if you're a parent. I know it's hard to hear, but I think it will protect your child because this woman talked about feeling, I forget what she called it, but she felt, she felt a pull when he wanted to be alone with her kids. She felt something Mm -hmm. and she, and that's why she only went away for 20 seconds as opposed to leaving for the afternoon, which she was, you know, he was wanting her to be like, I'll watch the kids, but she felt something and she wouldn't, she would never have acknowledged it in her own mind or even, but
1: pay attention to that. And I'm crazy Netflix show where the girl was like abducted by the family friend. And then they were like, God, quote unquote, dating,
0: like taken in plain sight or something like that. Yes. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm sorry to like talk about these subjects. Let's change the subject really quick. Um, uh, Your hair, which you cannot stop playing with. And I don't blame you because it looks (laughs) fucking fantastic.
1: Like I'm not used to it. It's like it's a grayish silvery purple. Yeah, you went
0: it's it is like it's so good. You went and got your hair done. How was it being what is it like in Manhattan right now?
1: Okay. So from, you know, going from upstate down to New York was weirdly nerve wracking. I actually cried before I got on the train just because I was like, I'm, I was feeling a lot of feelings. Also I'm constantly PMSing now. I'm so hormonal. Yeah. The age I'm at. Um, but, uh, I was just nervous. I'm like, why is this stupid? I'm exposing myself to a potentially fatal disease to get my hair done, but also who cares? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was fine i got well, not business. who cares but like how did you how did you um i wore a mask the, okay I, I did your technique of actually no i i brought the jacket to put over myself You said yeah you make a little tent for yourself on, <laughs> yeah. that's what i did on the planes in addition to wearing glasses and a mask and having wipes and my rubbing alcohol and spray you, your beekeepers outfit that you <laughs>
0: you wear anyway
1: I love it. It's so cute. You just uh-huh. cinch it by the bell. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was fine. It was a great trip. Nobody was even around me. It was super easy. Um, walked out of Penn Station, walked to my, did not take a subway, walked to my salon, um, only saw two people without a mask, was That's shocked at the amount of people day drinking and shocked at the amount of restaurants now serving outside, like in the street,
0: Yay. in the street. Was well, it fun or is it worrisome?
1: No, it doesn't look fun at all. It looks like capitalism. Like we got to make a buck, so um, they do. Just, they do, and all it's just dude. The not,
0: Starbucks down the street from you just closed permanently. It's like things, in Saint Louis. Mm hmm.
1: Starbucks really? can't stay afloat, and they were open, dude. If, wow. it, it, it's not looking good. Yeah, Um so thankful that my, like, small business owner salon lady is just, like, she's, Were there like, for a,
0: five and a half hours. Five
1: hours, hours. yeah. Anyway. I don't know how she does it. She's, like, I'm not giving up. I'm not. Is I'm she crammed. one-handed? I mean, why <laughs> did it take five and a half hours? Oh, I, she just did so many different things. I think she was trying to get the most out of, no, it looks great. She did a full hair highlight. Then I don't know why. It yeah. Just, it's guys don't it's know exhausting. how long it takes,
0: but it takes, it, I'm getting it done tomorrow. Um, Cause they're
1: like, they're like sewing your hair. Basically. Yes. They do this whole highlighting thing and they yeah. just take a tiny patch of hair. And in order to do a good job, unfortunately it takes a long time, but I was over it too. This is the last time I'm doing this. Like, I don't need to be this blonde anymore. I was basically like a natural. I'm going to hold you to that. I know. I but told I her don't... at the end, I'm like, I think this is maybe my last hurrah and maybe next time let's do something more natural. Cause this is too much upkeep and it's, it insanely expensive. It's stupid. I just, and, and what I don't, is it
0: for? I don't like, love is it that for?
1: much. It's just, it's like, I'm not 18.
0: I don't um, need purple hair. <laughs> Well, it it does look fantastic and it was worth it. What what how much money now, did you spend? Can you just
1: I want to talk about the money that 550 dollars Thank don't you. Tell
0: Every man who's listening, I hope your mouth is
1: on the For- floor full highlight and a cut in Manhattan. now that's new
0: york prices but like cut that in half for the midwest and I, tomorrow i'm going to get my hair done I'm going to my sister's girl because the other day oh my god i have to go pretty soon on this podcast okay. but like let me tell you one more story um the other day my sister came over with the kids and i was trying to be like a fun aunt and i had my <laughs> hair down and um arlo he's three he jumped on my back and um like just like kind of grabbed my hair, but my hair is so thin and so damaged. And like, and it's because of my hormones. It's because of my diet. Like I'm on top of it. I, I obviously have talked to you guys about it a ton on the podcast. And thank you so much for all of your sympathy and all of the supplements. You guys, I take fistfuls of pills every morning for it. Nothing's really changed. But anyway, Arlo grabbed my hair just gently. Didn't even yank it or like pull it, but like just even someone touching my hair, I went in, I just like knew things had gone bad. So I like calmly just got up and was like, Oh, oh, ow, ow, it's okay. D-d-d-d-d, you know, fun, fun aunt. And I went in the other room and there were like 15 strands of hair in my oh. hand. And I was like devastated. And I, um, I think I talked about this on the, sorry if I'm repeating this. Cause we, Andrew and I might've talked about this. Um, I went in the other room and, or I went back into the room and I go, Hey, um, I just like and my sister knows I'm weird about my hair. I was like, I just lost like 15 strands of hair. So I'm going to go into the other room and like cry. And then she was like, okay. And I like left poor Andrew in the room with my sister and her <laughs> husband and like the kids. And I went in my room and I was like, I tried to call you, you didn't pick up. And then I just like sat on my bed and was like, why isn't anyone coming to like, talk to me? Like, I just told them I was going to cry. And I was like, why didn't Lauren come in? I was like, so sad. And so then I was like, Lauren, Oh, cute! Can you just talk to me. And like, she came in the room and was so sweet, such a good sister. Like, just like, oh God, I love her so much. She just said all the right things, and
1: what would she say? I want to know what they are. She
0: said she was like Nick. No one, I would never be able to tell, and also. You're and I was like, My room's a mess. I'm disgusting. How will anyone love me? She's like, Your room's not a mess. This isn't that bad. Like, she was like, Taking me out of my room and being like, Nikki, everyone ha- does this stuff. Everyone does this. And my sister's like, Very clean and like organized. And I-, I just didn't even want her in my room. I was embarrassed. But she just like, um She was like, Oh, Nick. She was like, I- Well, maybe it's this and maybe it's this. And she was like, Well, you can go see my hair girl. She'll be so gentle. And I was like, Okay. And I was like, oh, I just want to cut it all off. And she was like, Yeah, I'll call her. So I'm going. To see this woman tomorrow, and um, uh, she just wrote me like, w- like what I want, and I don't really ever care. Like I'm just like, just cut it and fucking dye it blonde, and like what kind of blonde? I don't know. Just pick one. No. But I just wrote to her like, I just want you to handle my hair like delicate silk that was found in an Egyptian <laughs> tomb, and that it has to be preserved for like. And I want my hair to look like
1: an Egyptian tomb, a skeleton yeah. in an Egyptian tomb too. <laughs>
0: handle my hair like the declaration of independence. Like if you, if you were at a museum and someone was like, you get to touch the declaration of independence, put on these gloves and like be so del-. like, I was like, that's what you have to do. And you can do whatever you want to my hair. Just as long as I don't lose more. Cause when you go to the hair as a woman, they're rough, and like, yeah. the, it, it's like, it rips out your hair. And as someone who like mourns every fucking hair that falls out of my head, I can lose like 100 in a hundred friends in an hour. And it's like, it's, it's <laughs> devastating. Oh. <laughs> Do you relate to this? You have fine hair, but it always looks so
1: thick and like, I have a lot of hair, but it's fine. Um, do, you, yeah, do you stress There was about- a time in March when I was, maybe I talked about it on the pod, I was losing handfuls of hair and I couldn't figure out why. And I finally realized it's just, I'm stressed out, but it was so bizarre. Like handfuls, it was gross. Like in every time I showered, I'm like, this is not normal. And then thankfully it went away. But I mean, I've had it at different times in my life. Once when I was vegan, I will say, um, I think I cod liver oil helped. I know. Uh, and that ain't vegan but hormones
0: for sure have a, have a role. I think my sister, Oh, that's what my sister said. She was like, Nick, I gotta be honest with you. Like when I was vegan, my hair was like falling out a ton and then I stopped. And so maybe you can look into it. And I was like, okay, well, if my Just life is so miserable, kidneys. <laughs> yeah, my life is so miserable when my hair is falling out. I think it's worse than if I were to slowly incorporate some kind of animal in a, in the most humane way possible. So I'm looking into it. I'm not there yet because it's, it's hard for me to back off of veganism, but I'm open to it because I, I can't live like this. It's just too, too upsetting. But I have been talking to my hair and like singing to it and like being like, it's okay. Hold on. Like I just picture the, the, the root and I'm like, it's a, just don't let go, don't let go. And I'm just, I like try to talk to it and be nice to it. And, um, and one last thing, I'm like obsessed with praying. Sorry. I've been praying so fucking much. Oh, last my night God. my dog got out, Wiley got out. And Wiley is a terror to the neighborhood and like <laughs> eventually bites children and like can, and, and, and it was very traumatic. I was home alone when it happened. And I sat on the front porch because usually my parents, when the, he, while he gets out, they scream into the night, they yell, they <laughs> yell, they try to pretend to be nice so they can lure him in, they pr- try to pretend they're going for a walk, treats, all the stuff. I, he got out and I was just like, he came by, he kept sprinting by, just like taunting me. And I was like, You're a good boy. You're, a, <gasps> you are a good boy because. Who cares? Like he is a good boy. He's trying his best. He's not like trying to ruin my <laughs> night. Like I just keep thinking this dog resents me or something. No it doesn't. And so I sat on the Okay, so porch. he's
1: on in the front yard.
0: No, front yard, backyard all over the neighborhood. He is so fast. And you're just won- sitting there going, you're a good boy. Yeah. Every time I go, Yo, you are a good, look at what a good boy you are. And then he'd run off. So then he ran off and he was gone for like 20 minutes and I'm just sitting on the front. Oh I, did not- I decided not to go inside. I was like, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to stay out. And I'm going to let him know that when he comes back, I was waiting for him and I care about him and he means something to me and him being here means something to me. And so I, cause that's what I would want. If I run, ran away from home, I would want, if I came back, I'd want my mom sitting on the front porch being like, we wanted you back here, you know? Amen, so, sister. and then I, um, what'd you say? Amen sister. Yeah. So I, um, and then I, and then it was getting like 25 minutes and I was like, I got to get back inside. Like, I want to, I want to watch some TV or some shit. And, um, <laughs> and then I just said a prayer. I was like, God, Help Wiley be safe tonight and help him help me accept. I said it out loud. I said, Help me accept that he is gone. I didn't pray for him to come back because that's <laughs> I didn't because that's I don't like I don't like asking God or whatever to like right. give me something. So I also, said, So
1: we didn't really want him back. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> that too. God, please take Wiley, <laughs> look in after him swift way you can. <laughs> The next screeching tires I hear, please make it something to do with Wiley's. Um, So I, but what I did do, and I just think this is helpful and no one's ever talked me through what prayer could be because I, I don't really have a religious practice. I'm just starting to like talk to myself or whatever. But what I said was, so if you ever lost something or you want something back or you want some help dealing with the anxiety of a situation, just help for help to get through the anxiety, help to ask to be okay with whatever happens. That's not asking for a result. It's asking just to help be okay. And I said, please, God, help me be okay. And to handle his return or his absence in whatever way will be most beneficial for him and for me. And if he wants to have a good time tonight and stay out, let him do that. But let me accept it and not lose hair over it. Not me, let, let me hate myself or lose sleep, but let us all get through this in the way that we need to based on what happens. And I swear to God, I looked up and Wiley, I, cause I closed my eyes and like looked down to say it. And I looked up and he is standing there. He's gone for 25 minutes and I, I don't really believe in signs. This is just a purely a coincidence. But I was given exactly what I asked for because he, I looked up and he was there staring at me and I go, you a good boy. And he came right to me and I walked in. End
1: of story. Oh my God. But it was
0: really like, but it wouldn't have mattered if he didn't show up because I would have had, I would have been calm with whatever happened because that's what I asked for was whatever happens, just let me be okay with it. And so- in that's conclusion, that, that's what you can do too. Because if, if I can, I hate when people say that. If I can do it, you can do it. But truly, if I can pray, anyone can pray. Because I used to think prayer was so stupid. And uh, honestly, I should have gotten into it way sooner. Much like the artist Donovan, who I just discovered.
1: The do you know artist Donovan? Donovan? Like the singer? The musical artist Donovan. Oh yeah, yellow, mellow yellow. Oh,
0: I guess he does mellow yellow, but season of the witch is what I've been just cranking all day. Holy shit. Check out that song. Okay. Um, speaking of which someone called me a Nordic witch, uh, as a roast the other night on Instagram and I was offended, but they go like a young Nordic witch and I go, well, there's
1: no young Nordic witch. That's that's a compliment. That's like Tilda Swinton. I would die to look like her. No, really? Yeah. I mean, Her she's skin is incredible.
0: You, you, you do look like Tilda Swinton. Oh, we can't play it. We can't play it. We can't play oh, it. Sorry. It's okay. It was just one basement. I'm cracking it. <laughs> um, don't sue us, Donovan. All right. Thank you so much, Anya and Marina. Make sure <laughs> you go listen so to fun. Broken Bottles right now, right after you listen to Donovan. Uh, but Bro- Broken Bottles is a fucking hit, and this Friday coming out is me and my phone. You'll hear more from Anya, I'm sure, very soon on the podcast. Uh, stay with me now. Squirt, squirt. Uh, yeah, and keep sending me your kiss.
1: This has been a Comedy Central podcast.